Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, welcome back to an all-new episode of the Marlin Hot Stove Show. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's Wednesday, the 25th of January, just a couple of weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting up in Jupiter, uh, a really exciting time of the year. Uh, and for the Marlins, this is a ball club that's going to look a whole lot different than the one that we saw in 2022. Gene Segura, Johnny Cueto, Luis Arise, that deal finally official. Pablo going to Minnesota, a couple of prospects. Luis Arise, who won the batting title in the American League this uh, past season, is coming to Miami. He's going to play second. Your new center fielder is Jazz Chisholm. Uh, been a couple of really cool articles, some quotes, some tweets out there on behalf of Jazz, I suppose you could say, or some quotes from him. How excited he is uh, that his intentions are to go out there uh, and win a gold glove in center field. I think the team's coming along really, really nicely. And I would also say um, I bet Kim and her team are not done trying to assemble the best team possible. Uh, did the deal earlier in the offseason to shore up the bullpen a little bit with JT Chagua. Uh, you got Segura now to play third, Arise to play second. Our guest tonight on the Marlins Hot Stove Show is Joey Wendell. Uh, really fun conversation with Joey. Just uh, an unbelievable dude, good ball player, even better human being. I love chatting with Joey. So uh, looking forward to sharing that with you guys in just a couple of minutes. Um, again, thank you wherever you might be, however you may be listening. Thanks for joining us or watching for that matter. Marlins.com slash hot stove. Uh, as always, you can check us out live 6 o'clock on Wednesdays on Fox Sports 940 AM Miami down here locally in Miami. Uh, the following day on the podcast page, the iHeartRadio app, a uh, ton of different places that you can kind of get our content leading into spring training. Um, hope you're enjoying some of these interviews. Again, I said it last week, got a couple of tweets. If you've got suggestions, if you've got folks you really want to hear from, please let us know. Let me know. Tweet at me. We'll try to get those folks. I enjoy kind of chat with some of the guys maybe you don't hear from every single day. In this case, we hear a lot from Joey Wendell, but wanted to get him on and uh, chat with him about setting sail on this new endeavor of playing shortstop. Uh, not a position that he's necessarily uncomfortable with, uh, but also not a, a primary position that he's played a lot of throughout the course of his career, although we did play there uh, a good majority of games last season. So that interview, that conversation um, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Again, spring training is right around the corner. Uh, and a couple of notes for you. FanFest is coming up on the 11th of February, 1-6 to 6 at Lone Depot Park. Go to marlins.com slash fanfest. You can redeem your complimentary ticket, and you can join us out here at the ballpark for meet and greets, interactive games, behind-the-scenes tours, and a whole lot more. Now, in addition to FanFest, when you're here at FanFest, and you can do this right now, 
you can also purchase single game tickets. They were on sale starting a couple of Thursdays ago. So single game tickets are on sale now for the 2023 season. If you buy single game tickets right now, you're also going to receive pre-sale access to World Baseball Classic single game tickets. Again, if you purchase single game tickets, you're also going to receive pre-sale access to World Baseball Classic single game tickets. You can learn more at martinlands.com slash single game tickets. I'll have more for you on the World Baseball Classic coming up shortly. It's a really exciting time of the season for the Marlins, although uh, it always is this time of the year. Uh, folks are always encouraged, right? Everybody's zero and zero. Uh, a new season um, is upon us, but I, I just think that this is going to be a product for the Marlins this season. Um, not just trying to sell you hope. I, I think this is a team that's going to be fun um, they're going to be easy to root for. You'll hear Joey Wendell talk about some of the veteran leadership in this clubhouse now. Um, all that stuff goes a really, really long way. So excited about what uh, 2023 holds for the Marlins here in Miami. So with that being said, let's uh, send things over to my conversation with the Marlins shortstop, Joey Wendell. Okay, time now for the interview portion of the show. And joining us is a gentleman heading into year two with the Marlins. He has spent parts of seven seasons in the big leagues with Oakland, Tampa Bay, and now here in Miami. He can play all over the infield. Uh, although at this moment, it would seem as if he'll be the primary shortstop for the Marlins this season. Uh, personally, I root for the team, but I happen to root for uh, guys that are better people. And Joey Wendell is one of those guys. So, Joey, thank you for making some time for me, man. I hope you and the family are doing fantastic. How's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, everything's going good. It's been a uh, it's been a good off season so far. Um, got to spend a lot of quality time with the family, um, and uh, you know, getting getting back in shape, and um, you know, starting to get pretty cold up here. So we're you know looking forward to heading back uh, back south in a couple of weeks here. Uh, warmer weather's coming soon. Is it too late for me to wish you a happy new year? When is the cutoff there for you? When Probably. do we start a happy new year? Maybe less than a week after the new year. So it's way too late. Yes. But thank you. <laughs> that may not hack with it. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> hey, what have you guys been up to though? I, off season. I know it's getting a little chilly up there, but uh, how, yeah, how does the yep. family like to spend the off season? Well, we just had uh, our third boy. Um, so I have a four and a half year old, almost three year old, and then a seven week old boy. So <laughs> we have had our hands full with that. Um, this was our first um, off-season child, so dad has been around to to help and be a little bit more hands-on than I have been in the past, which is which is nice, and my wife certainly appreciates. So, um, just a lot of really uh, you know nice, sweet family time, and um, been able to to get out in the woods and do some hunting, and um, just had a a waterfowl trip that we went down to Maryland for. So, um, so yeah, it's it's been good, um, and then obviously, you know the working out and um, hitting and running and, and doing all that stuff. Um, staying healthy is definitely going to be a priority uh, of mine next year. Um, and that starts, uh, you know, the day the season ended last year. So, uh, so I, you know, taking some steps to hopefully remedy the, the hamstring issues and, uh, and yeah, but it's been a great off season so far. Now the Wendell family is growing. Can you take us behind the curtain? What does the Wendell family Christmas look like? This was the first year um, that we were we were home and here on Christmas morning, uh, which was which was fun. It, it was really good, um, you know, having all three three boys and our oldest two now, you know, are are pretty excited about Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, we we had a great day. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty let's say uh, basic, but you know, we uh, 
we wake up and we, we read our Bible, we go over the, the Christmas story first. Um, and then, um, and then we, you know, open presents. And I think we did, um, presents under the tree and then breakfast and, or brunch, whatever that ends up being. And then, uh, stockings, you know, so I had a little fire going and everything. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was, yeah. it was great. Hey, that sounds like a heck of a day. Uh, I know you're a family man. I know you love your family, and we see him often throughout the course of the season. Uh, do the boys love watching dad play, or are they at the ballpark for the ice cream and to run around like maniacs for a few hours? Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they, they get excited watching daddy, and I think my, my oldest is starting to understand a little bit more like what daddy does. And, um, but uh, they they love baseball, and I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, because, you know, they watch the games when we're on the road, and um, one thing that has been common around our house this, this off season has been like, daddy, I'm, I'm faster than John Birdie. Um, John Birdie's <laughs> name gets, gets thrown around like frequently, um, as well as other players, but it seems like John Birdie for whatever reason was, was a, a player that really stuck with them. So they, um, they, they like it, but they also like, um, you know, running around with the other little kids and, um, you know. Billy the Marlin and Billy's clubhouse and all that kind of stuff too. So um, I'm just glad they, they look forward to the games, which they certainly do. Yeah. The uh, perks of a uh, dad being a big leaguer is they can run around a big place like this and hang out with their buddies and uh, some of your teammates, sons and daughters, but um, yes. Joe, let's chat a little baseball um, mm -hmm. on two separate occasions last year. And you mentioned it, you dealt with a flared up right hamstring. Then the left one nagged you a little bit in late September. Um, you've dealt with injuries as many do throughout their career, but I have to ask you, was last year the most trying year for you personally? And how are you feeling kind of heading into this spring? Yeah, I mean, injuries are are frustrating in any capacity, you know. Um, it, yet on the other hand, like there are some injuries that you just can't do anything about. You know, I got hit in the wrist one year. Can't do anything about that. You know, you 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 know, a contact injury, something you're, you're playing hard and it's just a break or something like you know, you can, you can kind of live with those and because there was nothing you could really do to avoid them. Um, and a soft tissue injury, like a hamstring kind of ate at me probably more than another one would, because I feel like, you know, that's part of my job is to be prepared, to be ready to play, to be able to stay healthy, um, um, with things that are what I would consider to be preventable. Um, now I know that hamstrings happen all the time. I know that they can, nag like they did for me um so i'm certainly not the first athlete that's happened to but I, I feel like um you know i bear a lot of the responsibility for those injuries um so going into this off season i wanted to kind of get to the root of it you know not just fix my hamstring but figure out why um they they pulled in the first place and i i think a lot of it came down to uh, to running form um you know i've never really like run right um if that makes sense um but i've never really um needed a like a reason to i hadn't got hurt running before um i'd always been you know above average speed slightly above average speed so it wasn't really something that i'd ever focused on a lot um and this off season i was able to to get up with somebody who i, I feel like did a good job um kind of diagnosing some problems with my running and um, just gave me some, some cues, some drills, um, some things that I can throw into my daily routine um, that I feel like will help over the course of a long season. That on top of, of course, you know, the normal maintenance of strengthening, stretching, you know, this, that, and the other, the soft tissue work that, you know, that is needed. But, um, but yeah, I feel good now. I feel healthy now. I feel ready to go. Um, 
and also optimistic that the, the adjustments that I've made, although maybe small, will make a, will make a difference. So you, I mean, you have to be cognizant though, moving forward, I guess, the way that your body's moving by the sounds of things, seeing a specialist in the way that you need to run. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. It's, it's, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. Um, and, and I'm not 45 either. So, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I have to take care of my body and I have to take care of my hamstrings and that has to be part of my, my daily routine. Whereas if, you know, if you've never had any hamstring issues before, you know, then the, the status quo works until right. you have a hamstring injury. So now I have, and that, that's part of my history and, and hopefully not part of my future. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I, I know you obviously wanted to be better, um, contribute more, et cetera, when you're missing time on the shelf. But when you endure years like the one you had last year with everything that you kind of went through first year in Miami, you want to contribute the hamstrings, et cetera. Probably sounds a little weird to ask, but are you almost kind of happy when it's over? You can focus on your health, get yourself right, and at some point, I guess, really at some point of the off season, really start to focus on twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, like the you know, like a reset. You know, yeah. you feel like um, you know you, you you battle injuries. You know, had a pretty brutal August um, just offensively at the play, as you know, did our whole team honestly. But um, yeah, I don't know that you know, like you're like oh, like finally it's over but you know there's certainly some positives that come out of just like a little bit of a reset like you know take a week take two weeks to get your mind off of baseball to um let your body rest let your mind rest do some things that you enjoy doing spend time with the family and then and then get back to work you know um get back to the things that have made you good in the past um and then continue to to work on all of those things that you do every year but then also i I mean, it's really important to kind of look back at your season last year, look, look back at, you know, what your limitations were, what, what the things that you weren't good at. And, you know, a lot of those are reoccurring year after year. So it's a constant, you know, a constant maintenance and you're constantly working on certain things. Uh, but some of them are new year to year. And so to kind of address them, self-evaluate and then tailor your off-season program, you know, towards those things. Looking ahead to this year, I'm sure you're pretty dialed in within reason. Um, Segura, Arise, Cueto, uh, trade for your old teammate, JT Chagua over in Tampa. Um, your thoughts on the offseason moves to date and are, are you as dialed in as I assume you probably are, kind of knowing what's going on around here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm on whatever website it is, trade rumors or, you know, just uh, obviously tracking everything and um, got a chance to meet Segura down in Miami, um, earlier this off season. Um, and I, I'm excited. I mean, you look at a guy like Segura or eyes, like, you know, um, he's, he's guy, like those guys like wake up out of bed and they just hit, you know, yeah, um, and, and, and it's no secret. We need, you know, we, we needed to, um, we need hitters. Like we just, we, we underperformed as a team last year. Uh, I think as an individual I did, and I think you could, you know, pretty much bring anybody on a FaceTime and, they would say, I know, I, I feel like I underperformed last year as a hitter. Um, and so um, to, to get bats in the lineup that, that are going to be, you know, constant forces and, and um, guys with with a ton of experience, you know, um, Cueto, what he's going to do to the clubhouse um, and and Segura, those guys, those guys have been around, you know, they, they've been around the block. And, um, you know, to have a guy like that who's who's been there, done that, 
um, to, to, you know, kind of help in, in leadership roles as well is going to be, is going to be huge. Um, yeah. And, and Shagwa is a, a good friend of mine. So obviously I was glad to see him and, um, I'd much rather have him on my team than, yeah. than face him. I mean, he's, you know, his stuff is electric and, um, you know, as a person, it, it, you know, it's a big win for our team as well. Yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be fun this year. And I think, um, and Kim and our team, really, I think probably still exploring opportunities to make this team even better. And I think it'll uh, certainly give fans something to be proud of when it's all said and done. Uh, Joey, this now opens up the door for you tower understanding to be the primary shortstop this season. The majority of your career has seen you play second base. Uh, you've played 89 games at short 39 of those coming last season, your feelings heading into the season as the Marlins shortstop now. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I think as a, as a player and as a fan, I mean, you know, Miggy has been held down shortstop in Miami for a long time. So to, to see him go, um, you know, is, is going to be challenging for, I know for, you know, as a teammate um, and as a player, like um, Miggy is as solid of a shortstop as you can get. I don't know that there's anybody in the league that makes the, the routine play as well as he does, as well as the great plays. I mean, he's a, he's a good shortstop and, and, you know, I, I don't really say that a lot, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at picking holes and saying things, but Miggy is a very good shortstop. Um, and so he's certainly going to be missed, but th that being said, I, I feel comfortable playing shortstop. I feel like the more I play over there, the more comfortable I get. Um, and I'm, I'm ready. You know, I feel, I feel prepared. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm still going to be learning the day I stop learning, you know, something about infield or a, a new position, you know, is a day I retire, but you know, I'm, I'm constantly going to be learning. I'll probably even be texting maybe at times, um, you know, just to bounce some things off of him, but I, I certainly feel comfortable over there. I really enjoy being in the middle of the infield. Um, I feel like, um, you know, when you're in the middle of the infield, you're, you're, you're part of every play, you're part of every pitch. Um, you know, it puts you in a little bit more of a heightened awareness in terms of, you know, just just everything, the game around you. I mean, it's such a mental position as well. And, and you have to, you know, have to take that on head first and you have to be a leader out there and you have to be comfortable moving guys or talking to guys and communicating. And, and I, I really enjoy that part of the game. Um, so I, I'm excited. I really am. I don't think, you know, many of us, I certainly don't know the nuances within reason. What's the biggest adjustment playing short as opposed to say second or third? Is it just communication and being the leader of the infield? You know, what I think about shortstop is like every skill that you could possibly need in the infield, you need at shortstop, you know? Yeah. Um, so you need, um, you know, arm strength. I think you need a, a stronger arm at short than you do at third. And if you don't have a strong arm, then you better get rid of the ball quickly and throw it accurately, you know, which is probably going to be more of the category that I'm in. Um, I, I certainly don't have a rocket, but I can get the ball to first base in a timely manner if, you know, if I'm able to get to the ball. Um, you need to be good at making plays to your left to your right you have to have quick hands you have to um you know not let the game speed up on you um so i i just think of like you know second base you get the ball you you have time third base you get the ball you generally have time because you know the ball's hit hard to you at, at shortstop I, I think the clock is quicker um i think the game can speed up on you faster i think there's more challenging plays at shortstop than anywhere else on the field um, but I, uh, that's why I love it. I think it's the, yeah. it's the most fun position too, because you get to, you get to move, you have the most run to, uh, most room to run around, um, make plays on the run, be athletic. 
um, get creative out there. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I really am looking forward to the opportunity. You rehabbed a little bit last year. I was thinking about this this morning, though. Are players as excited as fans are about the changes this year, shifting bigger bases, pitch clock, et cetera? Have you thought about it at all, or is it nothing that really will register all that much to you? Um, I think I'll probably have a stronger opinion once we start getting going in yeah. spring training. Um, I don't know that excited is necessarily the word. Um, although I wouldn't say that, you know, players are dreading it either. Um, I think there's just still a lot to be seen in terms of how it, how it plays out in, you know, in an actual game. And if there's pushback or if there's, um, y- you know, pitches being called because a player, uh, a pitcher isn't on the mound or if hits are being given because a uh, position player is in the wrong spot. I mean, we just, we'll just have to wait and see how it's enforced and how, um, you know, players accept it and, and, you know, come to terms with, you know, this is probably the new game. I do think, um, you know, people say baseball takes so long and this, that, and the other. And I, I will say like players don't really like having the games, long any more than the fans don't right. like having the games be long um so i i you know i do think having a, the games be a little bit quicker could could be nice uh if it doesn't come at the expense of you know whatever the concerns are more pitcher injuries or um you know a couple fluky things happening because of the the rules being enforced whatever it may be um so i think there will be hopefully happy medium and my guess is that it will take several months or at least several weeks um you know, to kind of get it rolling and to get everything um, moving in the direction that, that the league and the players want. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I know a lot of the minor league guys, it, you know, you almost become unfazed by it from some of the guys I talk to towards the middle of the season once you get used mm-hmm. to it, your faces, the pickoffs and stuff. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it's implemented into the big leagues this season. Um, Joey, uh, one of the things I truly respect about you is your professionalism, um, never an excuse guy or what have you. I have a question, though, in regard to being traded and finding a new home. And I, I think you talked a little bit about this last year, but I I went back this morning and I was listening to some of your buddy Jacob Stallings comments last year. Um, just being very candid and open and honest and vulnerable about the challenges of coming to a new home and trying to get comfortable. It's just not that easy. A lot of people don't understand that side of the game that, you know, you look good in a new uniform, but there's families involved. It's not easy to meet new teammates. You've been traded twice. Um, how hard is it adjusting to a new organization, clubhouse, coaches, all of that? Yeah, um, there are definitely some challenges that come with that. I mean, um, you know, the, the most important thing to me is my, you know, is, is my faith and then my family, um, you know, and so when, you know, making sure that my, my wife feels comfortable, um, that my, my children are in a good spot where they can succeed and where they can, you know, thrive and feel safe, obviously, as well. Um, you know, that's of utmost importance to me. So we, you know, moving to Miami, we, we knew nothing about right. Miami. So, you know, thankfully, <laughs> guys that have played there in the past and, you know, staff members directed us to what I feel like was a really good place to live. Um, and I really do feel like the team um, did a very good job of like making, making families feel like they're part of it because they are like with, without a doubt families are. And um, the Marlins have been like, you know, since, since the start, like first class in terms of, you know, keeping, um, keeping the the wives in the loop and including them with, you know, just, just little things to, 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 you know, create a community, 
um, around baseball, but also um, making sure that they feel like they're part of, you know, decision making and impacting the community and things along those lines. Um, and then, you know, like kids stuff, it was good to have, there was like a, a kid's day, they had like Spider-Man, my kids like right. still talk about Spider-Man at the kid's day. And, um, you know, they have childcare available during the game and stuff like that. So um, that, that stuff is important. Um, but that said, I mean, there's, there's obviously going to be challenges. Um, you know, we were in, um, we, we were with Tampa. So we were in St. Petersburg for four years and really grew fond of that area and with some of the other families on the team as well. So when, you know, when you leave something that you think is a good thing, um, you know, that's the, the there are going to be challenges with that, you know, no matter how well, you know, you're, you're received into your new location. So, um, but, but we feel like, you know, kind of old pros now heading back to Miami yeah. and, um, you know, we got our, we're housing all, all settled out and, and figured, I think. Um, and, uh, and now my kids are excited to come back to the stadium and, and Lindsay's friends with the wives and, and all that stuff. So um, we're, we're certainly looking forward to like coming back and feeling more comfortable as a family. Awesome. couple more minutes with Marlon shortstop, Joey Wendell. Joey, the pride of Westchester University of Pennsylvania. Uh, how about another alum, one of your new hitting coaches, John Mabry, joining the staff, huh? Yes, it's exciting. And you better believe that every player that doesn't have two members, for, uh, um, you know, on the team from their college is going to be hearing about it because, uh, you know, the, the Miami Marlins have two Westchester University alumni on staff. So, uh, so yeah, I got a chance to meet him when I went to Miami. Or actually, I met him before, um, but really got to know him a little bit better um, when I went to Miami earlier this offseason. And uh, yeah, he's a trip. He, he, he's awesome. And he's gonna, uh, he really brings a lot um, to our team. Um, it didn't take me long to figure out like he was like the hype guy. He was like, you hit a ball good. And he's yeah. like, you know, the one puffing you up. I'm like, man, I, I could use you like at home in my cage too. Or like, you know, everywhere. Anytime I do anything good, I, I was, I was, I was getting it from him. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited uh, to, to work with him as well as the rest of the staff. It should be, uh, it should be really good. And he's got 14 years in the big leagues, but you've got the upper hand in all-star appearances. So I guess it kind of, oh. It balances out. Um, if I told you in 2009, your freshman year in college, you'd still be playing baseball, you'd be headed into your eighth big league season in 2023. Joey, you would have told me what? Oof. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Were you prepared for life after baseball at any point? Like, or is this? Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If you if you would have told me that, I would have been like, man. That's, that's incredible. What a, what a blessing. Um, and I might not have believed you to be honest, but, um, yeah, I was, um, I, I graduated from Westchester. I, um, I was pre-physical therapy and I got into uh, physical therapy school right before I got drafted. So that probably would have been the route that I would have gone. And, um, yeah, I was, I was prepared for it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for my journey. So thankful that I'm, I'm still able to play um, this game that I love and it, it truly is just a blessing. I mean, I, I, I can't take any credit on my own, honestly. Um, I feel like I've, you know, any ability that I have has been a gift from God. And, um, you know, there's just been so many, so many people that have influenced my path and my career. Like, you know, I feel like I'm just the one that they gets to live it out. Like, uh, you know, the, you know, between my, my family my wife, my coaches, my teammates, like it, it truly is. It's just like, you know, I've just played the game that I've loved for my for my whole life, um, and I just feel I so, feel so fortunate to be able to come out and do it every day. It's it's yeah. really a blessing. Fifteen years ago, 
maybe preparing for life after baseball in some capacity. Now, 15 years later, preparing for your eighth big league season. Uh, Joey, last question for you. Um, you. Interested in dabbling in a pair of batting gloves this year or no? When's the last time you wore a pair? Okay, so full disclosure, when I came down to Miami to hit, I got a blister in my hand and I had to wear a batting glove oh. that I got from the back somewhere. So you might, you know, if you, there might be some pictures floating around, but I only wore one batting glove. And I said, this thing is going to rip. And they were like, no, 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 it's fun. Like 10 swings later, it ripped. And oh. I'm like, see, this is why, this is why you don't wear batting gloves. Um, they're just more of a hassle than they are a help. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think that I'll wear batting gloves ever unless. You didn't wear them in college. I saw a picture of you in college, right? You didn't wear them. No, 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 not a fan. Hmm. <laughs> all right well listen uh, i said this at the top i really mean it uh, i root for the marlins but more so i root for great people you're one of them joey so again i thank you for the time uh, and i'm excited to watch you and the guys here in 2023 all right Kyle. thank you okay thank you again to joey wendell i will reiterate it one more time uh i love the marlins but uh, you find yourself at some point you root for awesome human beings um, and joey wendell's one of them I think that is a terrific deal that this organization made last year uh, to bring Joey to Miami. Um, a heart of gold, a great veteran presence, a leader, a grinder, just goes out there. I know he dealt with a lot last year, um, but you're not going to find a better human being than Joey Wendell. As a fan, if you're out here, say hello to him. Uh, he'll sign autographs for you. Family guy and uh, loves his family, loves playing baseball, and the Marlins are extremely, extremely fortunate to have him down here in Miami. Uh, coming up, it's the World Baseball Classic at Lone Depot Park. It's returning to the Marlins uh, and Lone Depot Park this season. Uh, you know, Lone Depot Park is becoming the first venue in tournament history to host games in all three rounds of a World Baseball Classic in the same year. Uh, current Marlins members, you do have priority access to WBC tickets trips. You can become a 2023 Marlins member to get in on the WBC action. Uh, learn more at marlins.com slash WBC. I'll say this. Tickets are going quickly. Some games are already sold out. If you saw this thing back in 2017, it is an unbelievable event. Over the course of a couple of weeks, the Marlins are going to host 15 games at Lone Depot Park. Some of the best of the best that the world has to offer, not just Major League Baseball, are coming to Miami in some capacity. Two weeks, it's a sprint to the finish line uh, to be the winners of the whole thing. Is it Team USA, the Dominican, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, uh, all these teams, Japan, they are stacked. And some Marlins playing for Team Israel, um, stacked. All the teams are stacked with some awesome talent. Some starting in Arizona, some starting in Miami. It all culminates here um, at Lone Depot Park. So thank you again to joining us for this episode of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Um, trying, and I believe Jacob Amaya is going to be our guest next week. He was in the trade for Miguel Rojas to Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of folks... Um, seemingly think that this guy's got potentially an opportunity to start the season in the big leagues does not have big league experience but who knows uh who knows this is a young man that profiles similarly in some regard to miggy uh really good glove he's a lot younger um we'll see a lot of people think he will contribute at some point to the marlins this season is it out of spring training that remains to be seen we'll get a list of non-roster invitees soon you can sign a kind of start I guess you could say to piece the puzzle together a little bit although you feel really good about where the Marlins are at on their 40-man roster right now but um, we have a whole spring to get through uh, a very exciting time for the Marlins uh, a terrific pitching staff Yad Cueto 
Uh, a beleaguered offense last season that has seemingly got a lot better. I think you can bank on Garcia and Soler being better in 2023. Segura is a veteran, a pro. They have the American League batting champ now in a rise from last season. Jazz, if healthy, going to center field. Wendell back on his feet a little bit after the hamstring issues. This is an offense that's going to be able to produce. Now, the question for all 30 teams is when you suffer injuries, what's your depth look like? And can you wiggle through those injuries? Can you get through them? Or do you at some point succumb to the injuries and you don't have the depth to continue forward and losses start to pile up? It happens. It happens to every single team. It's how you management. How you management. Um, manage it, pardon me, and move forward. Okay, so that's all the time we have on the Marlins Hot Stove Show tonight. Again, marlins.com slash hot stove. Uh, the podcast page live on Fox Sports, 940 Miami, 6 o'clock on Wednesdays, and also on the iHeartRadio app. Thank you again to Joey Wendell. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and we'll chat with you next week.